So hello and welcome to another episode with uh, me and Prad. Prad, it's been a while. How have you been? Yeah, pretty good. Just um, busy with a lot of things, some coach education courses and um, attending some courses myself and and the usual just waiting like a lot of us for things to start over here with, uh, with Indian football. <laughs> okay, now it started and uh, quarter, of the season, quarter is over, quarter of the season in the ISL is over. The biggest talking point, fresh from yesterday's match, is Bengaluru FC. The coach has gone after the players. Uh, well deserved to the players, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I didn't manage to catch the game uh, as I was travelling, so I just caught snippets of it. Uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, the performance is not up to what you'd expect, and I think it's just one of those things that's been coming, and it's been coming for a while, not just with. Um, Bengaluru but with a lot of teams and I think Bengaluru just epitomise it um, I was talking to someone the other day I think you've got players who have become too comfortable at clubs where you know they're earning amounts which are, you know frankly you, if you look at the comparison with players in the I League or players in second division and other tiers of Indian football these players probably don't justify that because there isn't that tenfold difference with them and when you're you're in that kind of comfort zone and you look at these kind of performances, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that from from certain teams, unless they go out and refresh and and, and shake up the whole way that they have their squads um, set up in a way. Yeah, so it just looks before the start of the season, we all thought, oh, finally BFC are going to have to you know going to give a go again. A couple of years they've not been there. They spend money. They've recruited uh, at least from a foreign perspective two good players. Uh, I'm always a big fan of Prabir Das as well. But it looks like a very disjointed team. It looks like uh, a team that is struggling to find its way. And maybe a team that is one year older. And that's a big problem. Yeah, I think it's definitely age is catching up with certain um, players. And I think if you look at it over the years... Um, you always have to look at your competitors. If you look at some of the top young Indian players, I mean, where they've migrated to in the past, um, Bengaluru FC was always known for the top youngsters coming, you know, making a beeline almost to that club. And it started with the likes of Udanta um, almost 10 years ago, and then your Daniels, Nishus, et cetera, et cetera. And it, and it can continued all the way up to like your Suresh's, I suppose. But if you look at it recently, if you look at the young performers coming out, you know, they're at Mumbai's now, they're at, at Kerala Blasters or they're at an Odisha or other clubs. Um, and, you know, obviously, once they have a couple of good seasons, they end up at ATK Mondogan. But um, they're, not, they're not getting the, the cream of um, the youngest bunch. And as you said, though, the experienced ones are getting that extra year older. And I think there's, there's too many players in, in, a, in a comfort zone over there. And, but let's be honest. I mean, a lot of us who watched the Durand Cup didn't feel that they were playing great football. I mean, they were the tournament. It was a preseason tournament uh, and felt that if they continue playing that way, then they're going to struggle in the league and it's come come up to that, I think, at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> when you look at it, uh, how do you correct this? Because there is nothing really that I can see the coach doing. Like, it's not the lack of effort. But... Um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like there is a lot he can do other than um, maybe get 5% more from them at most. And I don't know if that is enough. 
it's uh, not like a know. very the team on the 11 on the field it's not very cohesive when i heard the the press conference um the statement and when i read what something some of the things you were tweeted about but i think Look at this stage of the season where they are, um, and with the games coming up, I think they've got to play DK Mohan Bagan. They've got to go out to play. They've got some um, tough rounds of um, fixtures coming up. So you're going to go out and you know put that kind of a statement out. In the day, he came in early, had a chance to recruit, had a chance to look at these players over the last um, you know, couple of seasons. Um, I think he's had a fair eye on on the ISL, and he's had the Durant Cup as well. So maybe there are certain foreign players that could have helped to make make him more cohesive or more to his style of play. Um, and similarly with, with the Indian players, I mean, it, it's a squad that's been crying out for being refreshed for a couple of years, not just now. So um, you did mention something about the January window. So let's see how active they are. But then I think by January, it could be a little bit too late. Um but, you know, top six. So they could easily finish top six um, by a turnaround of results. And if you do refresh the squad proper way in January, then no no reason why they can't be challenging again. That That's just the nature of the ISL this season. I mean, how much are you going to change in January anyway from any team? And to be fair, they have the three captains of the national team in their, in their ranks. And uh, Sandesh, Sandesh had a nightmare yesterday against Mumbai. I mean, the, 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 that doesn't hold for much, the whole <laughs> three captains thing. I mean, they've got, um, they got to show up on the field. It's not, um, it's almost like the self-destruction going on sometimes. You know, you, you talk about three captains, is that, a, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Um, you've got, possibly in three who want to be alpha at that club. And that's not helping. Um, look, if you look at the performances over the course of the season, um, you know, you've seen some, some, some games where goalkeepers definitely cost them. Um, we've seen yesterday where Sandesh was culpable for one of the goals, uh, not obviously blaming the entirety on him or the way their season is. And Sunil hasn't fired yet. So captain is just, a, you know, some, Something that was given, and there's, there's other reasons why they, it's bandied about the captain's armband. But performances on the team-wise, none of them you could say so far have given a sort of performance of worthy of even being in the national team. If, you, if you'd be honest about it. Yeah. So you know, just to shift gears. A um, couple of years ago, not maybe more than two years ago, you told me your pick for the player of the year was Apuya, a young player of the year to watch out for. Subsequently, became uh, one of the best midfielders in India. Now he seems to have added goals to his game this year, or at least he's getting into positions to score goals more and more. Uh, good evolution under this. Yeah, I think massive, massive credit to Des Buckingham in terms of how he's developing a team as well as the players, and you know, developing the Indian players. You look at um, has added a little bit more to his game. You know, he scored that absolute screamer for Northeast United, and he's consistent in a certain kind of role that he was asked to play um, initially. But you know, that, that's what you want to see, the evolution of players. Now, I think having spoken to the kid last season and um, spoken to him a couple of times, he wants to get better and he wants to add more more to his game and not just be that sort of player who just sits in front of the back four and then 
you know, gets the ball and distributes it sideways, kind of. And not just Apuya, I think if you look at Bipin, you know, where was everyone saying, all right, that's just a, a blip. It's one season. Is he going to continue? He's kicked on from there. I think you look at Chante, who over the years people have said, you know, he's not consistent. He's got to add goals. He's got to improve his crossing. He's coming with the right mindset. Again, I spoke to him at the start of the season, um, post-match, and he had he seems motivated to want to work on specifics. So it's obviously the coaching staff, the guy like um, Anthony Fernandez and Des Buckingham, all the staff over there are working on individually in the, in, sorry, improving the individuals, which collectively obviously improves their team. And I think they're playing some fantastic football in terms of entertainment. I think they're really, really good to watch. Um, and they're selling out the stadium now in Mumbai. So it's a team on the up and um, you know, credit to the players as well as the staff over there. They're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, speaking of entertainment, the other really, really entertaining team is Kerala Blasters because you never really know what you're going to get from them. But they do score a lot of goals. Uh, when they do score, uh, I think uh, Kalyuni has is a top scorer, right? Yeah, he is a top scorer. So, uh, mm-hmm. how do you see that team? Because, you know, there's a little bit of Jackal and Hyde sometimes. Know, sometimes, I think they always have been. I think that's just you described them in 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 one word it's just they've not been you know last year was probably you know that season where a lot of people would say they overachieved and this season they started off and you think okay they're building on it um but if you look at it you know you scratch the surface a little bit you got to realize that somebody who signed as a defensive midfielder in Kalyushne is your top scorer um it's not necessarily a good thing um so I think they need more from from the guys who they've signed to score the goals, the strikers. And defensively, I think they'd, Ivan would be concerned about it, the number of goals that they've conceded and the manner in which the goals are conceded. Because I think last year, one of their strengths was how solid they were defensively. Um, you know, they were tough to break down. So mm-hmm. I think that's um, that'll be the concern. Because I think over the course of the season, teams that can keep clean sheets... Look, you don't have to be the most entertaining. At, at the moment, I think Hyderabad, they'll put their hands up and say they're not the most entertaining. But what counts, they're top of the table. And if you look at the, the history in a way, recent history, Jamshed for last year, not the most entertaining. But end of the day, that counts as at the end of the season what you pick up in terms of silverware. I have to say, uh, Rahul KP has been really exciting player for me. Uh, probably a little more end product we need from him, but he, he does play the kind of football that is very enjoyable to be uh, to the eyes, right? Play sevens football, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, the first match that I saw this season was Northeast versus Bengaluru, and they had uh, yep. Jitin and Emil Benny also maybe, but mostly Jitin. Yep. Uh, just Jitin, Jitin only, right? And it's Jitin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the moment he touched the ball, like, I was not sure who he was because you don't see them properly, right? He was running somewhere. The moment he touched the ball, I was like, yeah, he is the seventh player because of the way he runs, uh, the show movement, it's uh, so evident. But, uh, yeah, again, he did not have end product that day. Had he had end product, uh, BFC would have lost that game as well. He did get into some good positions. Yeah, and I think that's it. look. It's a it's a process, and there's been so many years where they were fighting against the fact that sevens is bad for football, etc. But you know, just like futsal or just like other forms of um, of the game, I think it's got to be encouraged. And you see certain things which you don't get from academy players. Academy players are very 
you know, unidimensional in, in the way they play and, and the way they perform. And I think the game needs it. You need the Raul KPs, you need um, the Emil Bennies, you need the Sahals. Um, you know, obviously, there are the Apoyas and the others who come through, you could say, more of a, you know, what's been the norm in Indian football over the last couple of years, which is academy, AFF, etc. Um, but I think you need a blend of both of them because they do add a certain spark to it. But 100% agree with you. I mean, I think, again, we all get carried away. You had one good performance at night against FC Goa. And there's a little bit more end product coming towards it at the game, but you need consistency. And when, you know, we keep saying that, it's only a, you know, he scored some great goals on the counter-attack against Bengaluru a few years ago. He did it again, I think, last season. But once, twice a season isn't good enough. You've got to start putting in 10, 15 performances because the league's only, league's still a short league. So unless you're going to put in at least 10, 15, that's not, not you know, that's not good enough for players who want to be seen as national team players and, and regulars in that way. Speaking of consistency, uh, Hyderabad FC, do you see the way they have transitioned from last year to this year? Um, a little bit more solid, maybe not as fluid as before. Is this, uh, how do you see their evolution under the coach? It's still, you know, unbeaten at the top of the table, looks really, really good, probably the best team in the league. Yeah, I think. Look, a lot of the time we don't give credit to teams that are well organized, well, well drilled, and defensively sound. Um, and another coach who's who's working wonders with Indian players. If you look at how Yasir has developed, you look at how I, I love the way, like, even when they have a poor performance. If let's say, for example, Sana had a poor game against Mumbai, players put their hands up, accept responsibility. You know, and the coach, the way he gets them back for the next game, trusts them to deliver. So there's a lot of trust around that club. In 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 the you know, we talk about trust the process. You know, there's that. They definitely have um, have a, have a way that they believe they're going to go about and how they're going to approach the season. And it's almost as if you, you look at their team and you could say they're not peaked yet. And it's almost as if they've planned and the way they're setting up is to peak around January. And that's probably a scary proposition for the others. And I think if they can be smart in the transfer market and pick up a few players and because they have some decent assets on their book, they've got a lot of good young players, and that's I think their strength. That you know they could let an Ashik go over the years, they could let a Ashish Rai go, and Anike Jadav, and they they brought in players who can step up. And I think that's the trick of a good club is knowing when to let go of certain players who become a little bit too comfortable there or want that, that you know big paycheck. Let them go somewhere else and get somebody who's hungry. And you know it brings us back to what. Initially, we spoke about with Bengaluru. Even Hyderabad and Nixon have their foreigners who are a few years older, but what they've done is they've recruited well in terms of getting younger foreigners like Severio and um, Porpa, you know, and then they've got the experience of an O'Day and, and a Bart. So I think they're very, and Zhao especially. So I think they're clever in that way in terms of how they bring in and youngsters and have that blend of a few, you know, seasoned senior pros. Last year, they had Shovik. They've got a, they've got a good mix there, which I think is key for dressing room as well as on the field. So you, I always think uh, for you, uh, uh, Mark, it just seems like you think the coach is the best they have. My, yeah, I think Manolo Marquez is... Uh, it's just overall, look, there's, there's coaches who play good football and then everyone rants and raves about it because they put put together a beautiful game one day, one day or you know, one season and then there's people who get criticised for 
Um, you know, it's not the most attractive football, but it gets results. But I think you've got to look at the whole picture sometimes in, in terms of the, we know in football the teams that spend the most are going to win. And that typically happens across the world and even in the ISL. But from an Indian football point of view, you've got to look at which coaches are developing players. And if you look at young players who've come through certain clubs, I think they that that's a good mark of, of the coach as well. And then you can do when you can develop the players as well as win. I mean, that's you're ticking all the boxes. And and I think another thing, just a point for that is you look at them, you've got to trust, I think, give credit to some of the managements as well um, of these clubs because typically in the ISL or in, in a lot of the leagues, if you don't, obviously, you don't win owners are under, well, whatever, they want to bring somebody else in. They want to change, they want to sack coaches. And if you didn't make top four, that was almost a benchmark that the coach needs to go bring someone else in, especially when it's top four out of 10 or 11 teams. But if you look at Mumbai, Dez didn't make the top four. Season after they won it, retained him. Manuel Marquez, first season, didn't make the top four, but they retained him. And you look at the benefits that the teams are, um, are getting from having consistency. You keep the coaching staff for a while. And again, bringing the whole conversation back to it, would BFC have been better off under Mar- um, Marco now than with a complete sort of reboot? So, and I think that's where you'd see the clubs again, Kerala Blasters, consistency, coach from last season, a lot of players from last season, they they look like contenders. Um, um, one, with um, 80K more begun. I think you cl- clubs have to start seeing that we've started to see players being signed on longer-term contracts and being kept there. I think there's got to be a lot more trust as well with the coaches and the, and the staff at clubs as well. You mentioned one. Um... ATK Mombagan, they're doing well, but I feel like they're not very convincing. They give themselves a problem and then sort of uh, put the rabbit out of the hat uh, at the end of the game. But I don't know how long they can do it, but they do have an excellent team. They dominate most of the position also when they do play. Maybe at the final third, they need a little bit more spark other than listening. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and to put it in a sort of simple South Indian way, instead of taking the food and eating it this way, they sort of go around that way and try and eat it and you know at the moment it's working the food's still ending up in the mouth um but you know it can get messy at times um and i think that's just it's just the way they they want one wants to play a certain way of football he believes in, in in playing in a certain way and it takes time i think to get the players especially the younger indian players to understand what's expected of, of them um, and how he wants them to perform is is going to take, take a little bit of time. I think his foreigners have um, bailed them out on a couple of times, um, but that's why you have a top team. That's why you sign the likes of Yanni Kauko and Dimi Patratas or Hugo Bumo. You have some of the top foreign players in the league. Um, and you also have some of the top Indian players in the likes of, I think, Liston, Ashik, um, Ashish Manvir. You've got some really, really good... Um, again, you took talk about... They're not captains of the Indian team, but... You, with your Pritham Kotas, with your, you know, Lenny's over there, you've got that experience, you've got Deepak Tangri in there. So they've got, you know, pretty, pretty good, um, you could say they've got more national team players than anybody in the club, in, in the league, um, Subhashish Boys, etc. So there's no reason why they won't be contenders. It's just that it, it's high-risk football the way they play at times um, because they're so expansive and some of the more pragmatic teams can try and pick them apart. 
but I think over the longer course of the season, they will be top top two is what I predicted all season, and I think they should be there as well. And I also like uh, Juan's new celebration of uh, biting his <laughs> t-shirt and I don't know happiness or frustration, whatever it may be. But uh, it is quite unique, and uh, kudos to him for finding that. Um, I just want to ask about two teams together. You know, Goa and Odisha. Uh, yep. Odisha looks to be slightly on the up. Uh, Goa, Goa has not really convinced me. New coach, a lot of new players. They are they are all right. Uh, they are worth uh, watching the games, but maybe not there yet. I think, but that's where I think time time is important. I think in a short league, coaches need time. Um, Gambao's had effectively this is Gambao's third season with the team. Um, so, you know, two seasons where he didn't succeed. I think he, he started with them. I think he, had, he went about nine or ten. or I think for the first 11 games, he didn't get a win. But the, the management stuck with him. And I think that, that helps. You, you stick with coaches, then they can impose their philosophy. They get the players that they... So I think this time he's got the, the kind of foreign players that he wanted. Got the um, balance, which probably was missing the last couple of times he was associated with the club. And starting to see a bit more consistency in the way they perform as well. Um, and on the flip side, if you look at uh, FC Go, the team's been consistent and been there for a while. Like you've had Edu I think it's the fifth season. You've got Indian players who've been there just as long or longer. And but the, but the coach is new, so I think he'll need time as well. Um, I felt the preseason was a little bit undercooked, but they got the results in in the beginning. I mean, but that see results sometimes can gloss over what works needed to be done. I thought early on when they beat um East Bengal with that last gasp goal, probably weren't deserving of all three points out there. So it's gonna come back at some point, but I think what's promising is I think Noah Noah looks a very good signing. Um and when they have their full strength team um with the likes of Fares, um back fit, I think Mark Valiente back fit. I think they'll be a tough prospect. Um, yes. Yeah. You, you know, credit to him. He's, he's he's gone with an all Indian back four at times he's gone with it. So he's you know he's he's trying to have a go. He's trying to develop his players. So I think you got to, got to give him credit for that. I think they've um they're trying to go about things in the right way and build for the future. If they if they continue to do this thing, maybe short term you're gonna feel results won't go your way but longer term. I think it, it bodes well for them with the kind of players that they can keep at the club for a while. Absolutely. I just wanted to ask about the next three teams together. Chennai, Northeast and uh, Jamshedpur. Jamshedpur has had a tremendous uh, fall from what they were last year. The level difference is insane. Uh, Northeast United FC probably there and thereabouts where you would think. And Chennai... I never have any idea what Chennai is going to do because uh, every year they sort of restart and hit the reset button and start again. And they have a history of uh, turning up in the second half of the season also. So, how do you look at these teams? They've, I mean, I enjoyed watching them, uh, to be fair, rather than Jamshedpur, the other two. I do enjoy watching them. Yeah, I think, look, if you start with Jamshedpur, I think it was always going to be tough to match um what they achieved last year, the, the the run of results they went on. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's pretty much the same squad. They've actually got Farouk um, as an addition who was out injured last year. But 
it just shows what a big uh, impact Owen Coyle was. I mean, his, his motivational skills and um, man management and just um, the way he had those boys performing possibly above, um, you know, expectation above what one would expect of that kind of a, of, of that squad and that group of players. But, um, you know, they're still, they're still a tough team to beat. They're no means, um, you know, I'd put them in the bracket of a Northeast United. Northeast are just, um, for lack of a better word, a poor club. Um, you know, I mean, overall, the way it's set up, um, they don't go after the top players in the league in terms of Indian players. And But one positive is they always manage to unearth some good foreign players. Their recruitment in that respect is very good. Um, but I think over the course of a longer season, and as it's getting longer, less foreign players in the league, you have to have a half-decent core of Indian players. And they by a lot of people's admissions, even internally within the club, they'd say that their their strength and depth, especially on the Indian side of it, it just isn't there. Um, and that that's what's going to come back to haunt them throughout the course of the season, I think. Um, the last of the three that you mentioned, um, yeah, it, it's a conundrum with, with Chennai. I saw them at the, at the start, met the coach. I think he's terrific. I think he's... Um, someone who's going to get a lot out of that group of players. Um, and I think because he's recruited well in terms of his foreign players. But pre-season, I was looking at the Durant Cup, looking at them thinking, yeah, I, didn't, I wouldn't have made them my contenders for top six. But then just towards the end of it, they beat Odisha 5-1, I think, in a pre-season game. And you think there's something about them when, you know, Karikari is playing, when Vafa's at the back, when Duque's in midfield. They've got a pretty strong spine. But I think where they're lacking again is that sort of Indian quota is you don't have a goalkeeper that's um, top level and you can rely on um, in Dave Jeet at the moment I think centre-backs when you know they've had to put Duke in from midfield and weaken their midfield and play him at the back because they just can't trust um, the Indian defender central um, defensive options that they have and that so it has a knock-on effect so when they're at full strength I think they can beat a, beat a lot of teams because they're so well well coached. I think the coach knows how to get the best out of those resources, and you can tweak his systems and to play in a manner which will get um, results. Uh, and I think that the way they beat ATK Mohan Bagani in Kolkata was you know, a perfect example of that. Um, and the way they started off against Mumbai the other day. So unless they can go in the Jan window and make reinforcements on the Indian side. I think they're just going to be that sort of win-loss, win-loss kind of team where they won't be consistently able to put in four or five good results because they just don't have the strength and depth when the games start coming in thick and fast, as they say. I guess uh, maybe I'm hearing rumblings of uh, change of ownerships in Northeast, um, or they are rather interested in a change of ownership in Northeast, but you never hear if, if you know if this is true, right? been hearing that for a while now. I mean, yeah. I think it's... Um, and there's a few of those um, clubs that we mentioned um, where you know, where there's been rumblings about that. Um, but until it happens, and look, I think, is anyone going to come in and just suddenly wave a magic wand in the January window? Highly unlikely. Um, you know, it's... These are longer drawn-out processes. And that it doesn't really affect, I think... Um, the, the current season, yeah. yeah, it affects their recruitment. If if 
they're on the market. Possibly, you think neither of them are going to go and spend big in January. Um, so you've just got to get the best out of what's there. Um, and if you look at both of them, I think there's not much, lo- with the exception of Tapa and maybe one or two others, there isn't that longer term planning of signing players and right, you trust these young players, bring them through. Um, and if you look at how they were a few years ago, Chennaians, the likes of when they signed the, the likes of Jerry's and Tapas, um, Bidesh was, uh, except, um, I think even Bordeaux, etc. They had a longer term philosophy. They had some good young Indian talent in their ranks. Um, and you know, I think now I'm not sure what direction they're going in. There seems to be a lot of players, former Pylon Arrows players or former, you know, people associated with certain people at the club that have come in there. So it's not really a clear direction of which way they're going. Last thing on ISL. Constantine seems like uh, at, at the very least he's made that team tough to beat. Not unbeatable, but tough to beat. Yeah. I've said it before. I've said it, I think... I think you and I are the few people who've always consistently said, you know, the guy will get results. He'll, I was still not convinced that he was made for ISL. I'm still not convinced, but his team is tough to beat. There's no, that's always been the case, yeah. No, coaching is coaching. You're coaching with national teams, you're coaching with club teams. The advantage is you'll actually get more time. Whenever your national team coaches, the, the biggest com- complaint is always, oh, we don't get time with the players. We don't get time. Um, and now, given time, um, look, his philosophy is not going to change. He he plays a certain way, and he likes his teams to play a certain way. And I think he's getting results. And a lot of people, you know, whatever. There's a lot of detractors. So I think he's got a tougher job than anyone. Mm-hmm. Any coach coming into East Bengal is tough over the years. Um, and uh, the past two or three have gotten away with it because it was a bubble season. But to be in Kolkata with a team that's probably not you're an East Bengal fan. You're expecting your team to be challenging for titles, challenging for silverware. You can't have that minnows tag with you um, from a fan's expectation. But the reality in the ISL is over the last couple of years, you would have tagged them as minnows because of how late they keep going into the market. So I think given that, he's done a terrific job. And I think he will be one of those teams that a lot of people don't want to face because it's going to be tough to get um, points off of them and especially I think and I said it before I said it when I'm, I think after the game against Goa where they were unlucky if he gets certain things right they're going to be one of the tougher teams to, to beat especially at Salt Lake Yeah no, Let's shift gear uh, I-League has started finally uh, after a lot of to and froing and uh, postponing and stuff like that uh, Who's your favourites to win the league? Because you know it's a promotion this year I mean, I'm still not absolutely convinced, but it's a promotion this year nonetheless, at least on paper. Well, put it, I think that the best way to describe it is I wouldn't say the door's open for promotion, but the door's unlocked. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's the, we still have to kick the, it over. Uh, <laughs> we don't know if it actually opens, it's just the lock's been open. <laughs> so that's the test will be when it actually at the end of the season. Um, I think I managed to catch a couple of games. I caught uh, Churchill Brothers against um, no, Rajasthan at at, uh, oh. at, Bambam, at Bambam, yeah. And you know, it was great that there's actually crowds um, at the game, good stadium, uh, and pretty good atmosphere. I was surprised. I think Rajasthan, 
having seen I, mean, I saw them qualify in the second division a few mm, years yes. ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we said this team's going to struggle, struggle a bit in the I League, and you know they've gone from strength to strength, and you know that's what I love about the I League. It's these teams that come out of um, you know, relatively nowhere. Um, you know, likes of Chennai City FC. You look at for that matter, he started even with you could say Bengaluru were one of them. You know, a direct entry team come in and then win, dominate the landscape for a little bit. Chennai City did that, uh, Minerva to an extent. And then, and now I think Rajasthan, uh, Gokulam, obviously, and Rajasthan's the new um, new entrant in that. Yeah, but I think I I slightly different because they've been around mm, okay, so. football for a long time, and they've yeah. been in the Mizo Premier League. I mean, these are teams that just didn't exist. I mean, there was no such thing as a Chennai City. Chennai City FC weren't exactly consistently doing well in the Chennai League. It was direct entry. Let's go. Let's give this a shot. Um, similarly with Gokulam. Um, Similarly with, um, you know, Ranjit obviously had a good youth setup, but um, I think that's what's really, um, really good to see because they, they've gone out and shown that there are a lot of good young Indian players out there. Um, you just have to know where to look, scratch the surface, get a good coach, um, and you know they've got a good coach in um, in Kundu over there, and he's developing good young Indian players. So I think that's what's the beauty about the I League is that you can see. Um, it, it's still the same league where anyone can beat anyone. Churchill at home should have been banker for Churchill now. Um, and then you had that marquee clash with Gokulam and um, Marmon and Sporting. So those two, I think, are the big heavyweights. Those two are the ones that will possibly be there at the end of the season as the ones who are going to try and kick the door down. Um, and I think either of them will be massive. Um, I think it would be great for Indian football. If you have Marmon and Sporting with all their legacy, be huge value add um, if they can just figure out how to get them where they're going to play etc um, and Gokulam I think we yeah. owe your allegiance to there that would be genuine, no, genuinely exactly <laughs> so that, that'd be even I'm pretty probably you could say close to the colours club colours but yeah. um, I mean if you look at you can imagine that that's a genuine derby there won't have to be any of this making up of this derby that derby mm. you can that would be a real, real treat to go and watch. Um, if it's they're playing in Manjeri also, I think, right? A couple of the games. That's and that's a fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, it's great. You wouldn't be able to play that, right? You wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to play Blasters at Manjeri because I think no. you you know the road leading up to that. It would just yeah. be impossible to yeah, to get yeah. in and out of that scene. Just the whole of Manjeri would be chock a block then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, it looks like an exciting I League. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll see some good football because the last couple of years, some of the teams have just not played uh, good football. Uh, yeah, I think, but that's I think that's the shame about that is because we don't get. I've been you know watching the I League on whatever streaming platforms or whatever telecast. Rather not watching and hearing apologies why it's not streaming. Yeah, or watching French football, um, but. When when you actually go to the stadium, it's pretty good quality. Like what Churchill and um, uh, Rajasthan had at the stadium, it was actually enjoyable, and there's some good qualities of the play. and And I think that's that's a good thing. No no bubbles now. You can actually get to these games, and um, that makes a big difference. I think um, you will see a lot of because there's some decent footballers in that league. Yeah. It's always uh, Ali is the one that unearths a lot of the guys. So uh, hopefully they'll continue to do that, and. Uh... 
Yeah, so your pick is Mohammed and, and uh, Gopala. Who do you think are going yeah, to Yeah, I think it's good? just from preseason form, looking at the squad strength, I think it has to be between those two. And like, consistency, look, they've retained a lot of the players. One of them has retained the coach. Um, but I think Gokulam just got some kind of you know, magic formula. Um, you know, they're just very, very good at doing things um, well at the moment, both on and off the field. So I think in an ideal situation, I'd like them to to qualify. Let's hope uh, they can do it. So, Brad, uh, thanks a lot for making the time. I know we've been trying to do this for a while and I've been sort of uh, flaking out because of uh, World Cup and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, glad we were able to get this done early in the morning. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure and we'll catch up I think hopefully in a month's time by then we'll be we'll have um, hopefully the second division to talk about as well. So, we've had, Absolutely, we started yeah. with the ISL, now we've got the I-League, hopefully the wait for all the football will end by then. Absolutely. And uh, thanks a lot, Brad. Uh, All the best and enjoy. Cheers, mate. See you soon.